Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reinvent You podcast. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining and tuning in with me this week. This week, I decided to pull a live episode that I did, and that episode is titled Breaking Your Own Heart. And and the reason why I did this is because there's a lot of conversations around other people breaking our own hearts. And I'm not here to dismiss that. I'm not here to debate that. However, what I am here to debate on today is do you break your own heart unconsciously? Because the reality is this, when we go through things in life, it can bring forth self-sabotage. It can cause you to minimize what you can have, therefore not living a fulfilled life. It can cause you to develop so much inner self-hatred about yourself where you tell yourself a story that isn't in alignment with who and whose you are. Okay, and so I wanted to bring this episode to the podcast and it's going to give you three things on whether or not if you are breaking your own heart. Okay, and also, please do not forget my free guide. Okay, seven ways to restore, renew and reclaim your happiness. All right. This is a free guide that you can have and it is available for download. You can go to TanyaCarter.com slash seven ways to thrive. And I will also put the link down in the show notes. All right. So I really do hope you enjoy this episode. You have a wonderful and amazing week and I will see you next time. So tonight's topic is breaking your own heart. And is that really something that you do? And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because when a relationship dissolves, it can cause a lot of heartbreak, right? Like that's just the facts, right? And it can leave a person to believe the worst. Really, it can it can cause them to believe the worst about themselves. It can cause them to believe the worst about life and even about other people. However, with that heartbreak, it can also result in an individual breaking their own heart unknowingly. Like that's that's something that we don't really think about. And when I say unknowingly, that means that sometimes we're just not even aware that that's what we're doing. We don't even realize that we're really breaking our own heart. And for those who've been following me, I say this all the time about my own life. I was stuck in my story for half the decade. Okay, so we're talking 2010 to 2015, half of the decade, I was literally stuck in my story. It was like I was physically out of something, but mentally and emotionally, I was still married to it. I was still attached to it. I still had a relationship with something from my past. And it caused me to do things that I'm not going to lie, I'm not proud about. It caused me to to do things that was really out of my character. It caused me to suffer longer than what I should have. And there were times where I knew better, but I didn't do better. And then there were also things that I just didn't know, right? And I, and I wasn't aware of. And so I want to go over three reasons today because I'm going to get right into it today. I'm going to give you guys three reasons on how you could be breaking your own heart because many of you sometimes don't even realize that that's what you're doing because you've been in a cycle, it's been normalized, and you've disguised this as this is how it's just gonna be, right? And so I wanna kinda enlighten you and awaken you tonight to see if this really applies to you. So one reason on how you could be breaking your own heart is because truthfully, you have not learned the importance of loving yourself just yet, okay? That's, the, that's number one. Okay, it's no particular order. I'm just saying that this is the first reason. The first reason on how you could be breaking your heart is because you really haven't learned the importance of loving yourself just yet. See, here's the thing, and I'm gonna be honest with you all. I'm very convinced that based upon how many people live their lives, it's a result of how they truly feel about themselves. 
That's what I'm convinced about. And let me be clear when I say this, because I'm not just, I'm not referring to money, right? Because people go there, you know, I'm not re referring to money. I'm not even referring to labels. I'm not even referring to education. It's more about how you value yourself. It's more about how you value others and how you allow others to treat you. This is what I'm talking about. Cause you can have all the money in the world. You can be wealthy, you know, you can be successful. You can have a PhD, but that don't mean you love yourself just yet. So that's why I wanted to strip that part because you know, some people are like, well, I'm successful. Yeah. But at the end of the day, how do you value yourself? How do you value others? And how do you allow others to treat you? Because again, many people have money, many people have status, many people have education, but fail to appreciate themselves to their core. See, sometimes we forget that many people are living behind a mask. It doesn't matter how successful they are. And so that's why I didn't want to talk about that part. And what I realized is that I want you guys to take an overall look at your life. And, you know, because this part is really important because you may have seen past pain and disappointment. You may have experienced constant heartbreaks from relationships. You may have repeatedly kept allowing the wrong person in your life or back in your life. You may have found yourself continuously going against what your intuition was telling you. Okay. You may found yourself attempting to be available for emotional unavailable people, which causes you to end up emotionally damaged, right? You kept taking back someone after you knew you shouldn't have, and you believe that doing all you could could make them love you, but all it did was cause you to unlove yourself. Let me know if that makes sense. Because here's the thing, when you don't learn the importance of loving yourself, you have the tendency to tolerate things due to your inability to recognize your self-worth. And for many people, and not all, but for many people, they, sometimes many of us are aware, may have a slight level of awareness of what we may have, may be dealing with. But the real reason is why. Why are you allowing something when you know it's unacceptable behavior? Like, why are you tolerating something when you know it's unacceptable? Or better yet, why are you overlooking what's there? Because we do this. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm telling you guys this because I did it too. And when a person lacks loving themselves, eventually it creates a self-hatred about you that you haven't even allowed yourself to see within yourself. You don't really love and accept yourself as you are. You don't treat yourself with love. You don't treat yourself with compassion, no level of understanding or no kind of acceptance. You believe that instead of being true to your authentic self, you will risk her or even him for the sake of a false love from someone else. In other words, you will attempt to mold yourself into someone you think you supposed to be in order to be loved. So in other words, you don't believe that who you are as you are isn't enough. That's what you believe. And so it's important to understand. I always tell my clients, I tell anybody this, that your uniqueness is what makes you unique. And here's the kicker. For those who love you, 
they won't just accept you, but they will embrace you. That's a difference. Like you can accept something, but when somebody embraces you just for who you are, as you are, your personality, your character, just the loyalty you have, just the type of person you have, you know, that's, that's what somebody does when they really just honor the type of individual you are. And so when we're going against the true core of who we are and we're showing up in these relationships being something totally different, I'm convinced that we haven't established a real self-love of ourselves. What I realize is this, nothing authentic can come from something inauthentic. It's like everybody wants something real, but nobody wants to show up real, right? And so what I realized is that, you know, if we haven't discovered the importance of loving ourselves just yet, what kind of relationships do we think we're going to be involving ourselves in? And when I say loving yourself, I'm talking about all of you, the past you, the current you, the present you, the crazy side of you, you know, all of you, not parts of you, everything about you. And so I'm, I want to pose this question. And that question is based upon how you treat yourself. Is that what you're teaching others how to treat you? And you only, you know, you more than anybody. And this is the thing. This is why I tell people like without the cameras, without anything else, based upon how you treat yourself, is that the representation on how you let others treat you? Are you, is that the foundation and is that foundation working for you? And so what happens is we're building a relationship on an inauthentic foundation because we're not even showing up being ourselves. And so sometimes we can be breaking our own heart because we're not, we, we don't believe who we are as we are is enough. We don't believe that our creator made us perfectly in his image, so to speak. And we feel like we got to change and mold and there's nothing wrong with growth. There's nothing wrong with evolving, right? But when you got to change your whole character, when you got to change your whole personality, when you got to act like you cool with something, when you know you're not, when you have to sit up here and go against your boundaries, that's a person who's showing a representation that, hey, you can treat me any kind of way you want because I'm going to accept it because I don't believe that I'm enough to be loved. So I'm going to minimize myself just so you can accept me. And so we have to stop doing that part. And so that's number one. The second reason on how you could be breaking your own heart is that chances are you could be playing it safe, right? And, and I, I put this down because I thought it was really powerful um, because sometimes we believe that staying somewhere that we know we shouldn't stay makes sense. Like we know it don't make sense, but because it's what we know and because it's familiar and because it's habitual, we'll stay. So let me be clear when I'm saying this, because even outside of the relationship area of Planet Safe, because Planet Safe can become viral. That's what people don't understand. Like when you start settling and when you start playing it safe, it can become a virus where it spreads in your life, where it can be a job that you're settling for, that you're playing it safe for. It can be finances. It can be friendships that we find ourselves always playing it safe for. And what happens is we believe that Planet Safe is protecting you. That's what you're thinking. You're thinking Planet Safe is protecting me, but in reality, it's actually hurting you. Because chances are when we're playing it safe or when we think we're planning it, we're, we're playing it safe, we're thinking that this is about being cautious. But in reality, it's a lot more deeper than that. Because I'm going to tell you what I find for, the, for most people. I find that fear causes people to play it safe. Like you'll rather stay somewhere familiar and be unfulfilled 
then take the road unknown because the road that's unknown requires you to get uncomfortable, right? That's the road less traveled. That's the road of the unfamiliar. That's the road that's going to stretch you. That's the road that's going to cause you to walk alone. See, a lot of people don't want to do that part, even though they want change, but they're afraid to walk alone. See, we think that when we take this unfamiliar, it sounds cute, but I'm going to tell you something, traveling that road of the unknown or the road less traveled, it can be a very lonely road in some seasons. And many of us avoid that, so we, we choose not to do it, and so we find ourselves playing it safe. It's the journey that the people around you may not seek or receive, you may not receive the approval of those people who are close to you. And I'm not talking about your social media friends. I'm not talking about your followers. I'm talking about people who are really close to you, the people who don't want to change, the people who cool with where they are. But you know to your core, like, it got to be more than life than this. But you won't go because people around you may not validate it. They won't give you a permission slip. And so instead of you knowing that you don't need nobody's permission, you're going to find yourself playing it safe. And I'm going to tell you something, because as a coach, I get a lot of DMs. I get DMs. I get emails. I even get people who get on clarity calls with me. And one of the questions that I always ask people on a scale of 1 to 10, right, how bad do you want it? People tell me nines, people tell me tens. They say, Miss Tanya, I love your message and it resonated with me. This is what people tell me, but I just don't know what to do. And so sometimes I recommend my services or I may even offer something free because I have free stuff that I offer. And then they'll come up to all the reasons as to why they can't do it. And then guess what? Months later, they are still where they don't want to be because they plan it safe. Like everybody wants something new or everybody desires something new. But the work that's required, everybody's not willing to do it. And what happens is what I see so often is that many people are so afraid to take a real chance on themselves. They're, they're afraid to place all bets on them. They haven't developed the faith to just of a mustard seed to just make that decision to say, you know what? I don't know all the answers, but one answer I do know this ain't it. And I got to make a conscious choice to choose. And many people are afraid to do that. Let me tell you something. One thing that I realized about myself, I will go to the trenches for my kids. I'll go to the trenches for my friends. Shoot, when I was married, it wasn't really nothing that was I wouldn't do. But when it came to me, I used to limit myself. I didn't put all that, you know, all bets on me like I would do everybody else. That, that didn't make sense. And I realized with myself is that I didn't believe in myself like I believed in other people. And so what happened was I caught, I found myself playing it safe really for a lot of my life. It was at the age of 34 when I realized that this ain't it. It was at the age of 34 that I made a conscious choice. So this was just six years ago. I was 34 years old. And I'm going to tell you something. I had my degree. I had my graduate's degree. It had nothing to do with education. That's why I moved. I removed this. What I realized was I was still playing it safe because I feared the unknown. I feared that, man, Nobody else around me is doing what I'm doing or doing what I would like to do. And I didn't even know what that thing was at the moment. I just knew that I couldn't be here, be there anymore. I just knew it wasn't working for me. I didn't like the results that kept showing up in my life. And so what I realized is that some people are very fearful of making better decisions that they know could really lead, lead them to a better life because there's an inner belief of them thinking that they really just don't deserve it. So I'm going to tell you something. When you do stuff like this, it leads you to a place of self-sabotage. 
And what happens is when you go down that path of self-sabotage, you will always go against what you know is better for you. It's like you will ruin anything because a part of you just don't think you can have it. It's like you will turn left, like you will go the opposite direction when you know you need to be turning right. It's like you will talk yourself out of doing something that is actually best for you. And so I want to pose this question to you. And, and the question is, am I making safe decisions or am I making fearful decisions? See, those are two different things. Because let me explain something to you. I'm going to tell you the difference between these decisions. A safe decision is saying, if I go outside and I see a loose pit bull that I don't know, okay, that's barking, that's howling, I ain't going out there. I'm staying my behind in the house. That's a safe decision. However, if I'm in an unhealthy, toxic, emotionally abusive, physically abusive relationship, and I'm saying to myself, you know what? I know this relationship doesn't serve me. However, I really don't know the road ahead. And because I'm familiar with what's already in front of me, I'm just going to stay here because I don't know what the next chapter of my life looks like. That's a fearful decision. Those are two different things. And so that's why I always ask people, are you making a safe decision or are you making a fearful decision? And I know it's not the it's not the fact that this stuff is easy. I'm not trying to paint a picture like this is easy. It can be probably one of the most challenging decisions to make. However, you have to look at your you, you have to look at like where you are and how long you've been there and, and ask yourself based on how long I've been there. I want you to double that. Can I be here in the next like, let's just say you've been in something for 10 years. Can you be in the same position for another 10? And see, that's when you have to make a conscious choice to say, I don't want to be here another 10 years. Because I'm going to tell you something, it's easy to do this type of stuff. It's people who've been in stuff for decades, y'all, and probably thought they would never do it. And guess what? It's probably one of the most hardest things for them to do now is leave because of all the investing that they have done. So I know this very well. So I'm not trying to minimize the fact that it's hard. Of course it's hard. I'm not going to lie. But what's harder? That's what you really have to ask yourself. Okay. So that's the second one. The second one is you could be playing it safe. The third reason on why you could be breaking your own heart is that you're not being honest about what it is that you really want. That's another thing. Right. You could be breaking your own heart by just not being honest about what it is you really want. It's like, when you're not honest, it's like, it's almost like you downplay yourself on purpose. Like, you know this ain't what you want, but you will minimize it anyway. Like, what I realize is that when I ask people what they want, they either speak so small or they are doubtful of even having what it is that they want. And so what happens is when you're not honest about what it is that you want, it actually causes you to settle for what you never wanted. Like seriously, that's what it does. I mean, it's like you go along with things that you just really don't want to do. It's like you get into these relationships that you already know don't make sense. You already know it ain't going nowhere, but you do it anyway. And I'm gonna tell you something about, you know, and because I work with women, um, and I'm not saying that this discredit guys, but because I work with women, one of the things that I really emphasize is that you got to get clear on what you need. You need to be clear on what you need and what you desire for your life. And what I mean is that you got to kill the noise of what, you, what, not what your friends want, not what your parents thought you should be and who you should be and what you should do. And not even your kids. Like sometimes 
we tend, we have the tendency to minimize what we want for the sake of being accepted, for the sake of being approved and validated, for the sake of just belonging. Like we will do that. Cause when you want that type of validation, you will minimize what you want or you'll just go with the flow to try to keep some level of peace when in reality your life is unpeaceful because you know that's not really what you want. And so what I came to realize is that I had to be willing to risk what I know would bring me a level of joy, what I knew would bring me a level of fulfillment more than anything. And it wasn't because I didn't care about other people and what they needed or what they wanted of me, but I had to make sure that I did not make myself be an option anymore. Like I realized that when it came to relationships, I downplayed what I want, you know, just to be accepted. I realized that even in the workforce, and I've shared this with quite a few of people who've been following me. I remember I downplayed my salary and my position just so I wouldn't get rejected. So it's not just about relationships per se. It's about really looking at your whole life as I mean, just looking at your, your, your whole, um, all the areas of your life as a whole and seeing like, have you been minimizing yourself your whole life just to be approved by other people? And so when you, like I tell people, when you know what you need or when you're clear on what you need and when you clear on what you want, you realize what you don't want. And what you don't want is very powerful because what happens is when you know it's something that you don't want, you don't entertain those things because you ain't got time. Like you don't have time. You realize that your time is too precious to waste on things that you don't want. I always tell people time is your most precious commodity and how you utilize it is very, very important. And so what happens is you don't just entertain something for the sake of entertaining it. You don't have something around you or in your life just to say you got it. If it's not meaningful, if it's not valuable, if it's not something that you know, brings a level of mutualism and reciprocity, then you, you really choose not to entertain it. And this is why knowing what you want is very, 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 very important. And I always tell people like when you, when you get clear on what you want, you prepare, you make room for it. You start to declutter, you start to move stuff out your way. When, when, when you, when you, when you really know what you need, like real talk, like when I, when I, when I realized that I was breaking my own heart, I started decluttering. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. I didn't know everything, but I'm going to tell you something. I know what I didn't want. And knowing what you don't want is probably your most important thing. And so even though, because I'm going to tell you what I see a lot. Sometimes people entertain people because it's better than nothing. You know, they'll rather have a piece of somebody than nobody. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, when you, when you operate from that place, you're operating from a place of scarcity. You're operating from a place of lack. You're thirsty. You know, I ain't said that in a long time, but it's real. And I know we don't want to own that, but it's real. Some of us are just flat out thirsty. And when you're thirsty, you'll drink absolutely anything. And so when you, you know, when, when, when you break your own heart, like some of us know, like this don't even make sense, but we just can't stand the thought of, being rejected or, you know, feeling like somebody wouldn't want us. And I'm telling you, when you operate from that place, you, you, you become a pick me, pick me, like, you know, got almost with your hand raising. It ain't really like raised, but the way you act, the way you show up, the energy you give off, that's the type of energy you give off. 
And so what happens is we don't really entertain the things that really um, compliments us because we haven't developed that level of self-love, which I talked about from number one. And the reason why I'm saying this stuff, because that was me too. I didn't even realize that I was causing my own hurt. There was sometimes I, I, I knew better, but then there was sometimes I just wasn't aware. I used to think that everybody else was the problem, basically. But then I had to see what, where I was operating from internally. There was a part of me that just really didn't think I deserved better. And I hated to say that. I hated to own that part of myself because I was an educated black woman, right? I had my degrees, you know, I worked out. I mean, I mean, from the outside, you didn't see it which is why I keep telling people don't let these, this, this status and stuff fool y'all because that stuff doesn't necessarily mean that you know your worth. That can just be a layer of other things, right? So that's why I realized like, okay, why am I, why am I doing this to myself? And I, I just had to get deep. I had to get raw. I had to get real with me. And so many of us, sometimes we are out of these relationships, but we're still continuously breaking our own heart. See, when you exit out of these relationships, that's half the battle. The rest of it is how you allow it to impact you. Okay. And what that means is that sometimes you have to just go under construction and do a level of deep work within yourself. And that's what I didn't do. I realized like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be with him no more. That it, it wasn't about me wanting to go back. It had nothing to do with him, but my mindset didn't pivot. And because my mindset didn't pivot and my emotions didn't get stable. In other words, I was very emotionally unintelligent and I didn't know how to manage my emotions. So I found myself dealing with a lot of the same stuff that I didn't want to deal with. And I woke up and said, you know what? This ain't, it gotta be more to this. I didn't know all the answers. I just knew I didn't want to be there no more. I realized that I was, you know, self-sabotaging. I realized that I really didn't love myself like I quoted. Like I tell people, you can quote it, you can shout it, you can post the memes on Facebook, you can do all of that. But at the end of the day, based on how you treat yourself, I can tell you right now, that's what you're teaching people. That's how, that's what you're doing. You're letting people treat you based upon how you treat yourself. Remember, you teach people how to treat you. And based on how I moved, I taught people how to treat me. And so I just want to make sure I'm, I'm talking about this tonight because many of us, this ain't about nobody else. This ain't about other people breaking your heart. I know other people may have, right? But we can't dwell on that. And the reason being is because this is your life and you have to make an intentional choice now to say, okay, you know, am I going to keep breaking my heart? That part is more important than anything because now it's about you taking a level of ownership on how you want to see your life moving forward from this point on it doesn't discount how people treat you I'm not I'm not I never minimize that type of stuff but what I am saying is that the level of ownership we have to take is not giving people that kind of power where we allow what has happened to us to be like the foundation on how we function like it's still your right to rebuild it's your right to heal it's your right to look within, to see what's going on. It's your right to build a self-love. It's your right to stop playing it safe. It's your right to say, you know what? This is what I desire for my life and make the choice to go after it as opposed to believing that because somebody hurt you that you're going to stay stagnant even though you're no longer with them. I always tell people, if you're going to leave a relationship, don't leave a relationship and be and stay in a place that you don't want to be. The best revenge is the focus and the redirection on you. So let me know if that makes sense. Malia said, knowing what you don't want is the first step to discovering you. Yeah, figure out what you don't want. Even if you don't know everything you want, write down what you don't want. You know, that's your right. You know what I mean? Like that's what people don't understand. It's your right to have a joy in your life. 
doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect, right? But we know what isn't serving us. I always tell people, do an energy check. Your energy will tell you everything you need to know. Your energy will tell you when something's off. Don't ignore that. That's telling, that's communication. Pay attention. And see, this is why many of us are probably so depleted now because we never paid attention to what our body was responding to. Sharonda said depleted and depressed. Yeah, it is. Because what happens is when you keep pouring into these one-sided relationships, when you're saying, man, I mean, I know this is not what we think we're doing, but we're actually telling this person, I'll do whatever it takes for you to love me. Even if it causes me to unlove myself, even if it causes me to be depleted, even if it takes everything away from me, I'm willing to do that for you. That is not love y'all. That is very, that's dysfunction. You know, my pastor, he says this a lot. Love is free, but the level of access to you isn't. And what happens is many of us are giving people access to us that do not need it. And it's not, it has nothing to do with you hating them. You got to know where people are and you have to meet them there. Meaning that you got to accept them for who they are and not for who you want them to be. Because what happens is if we think my love could fix him or my love could fix her, then I'm telling you, you become a rehab center and you don't even realize that that's what you're doing and you're not built for that. That's not your power to do. And so you have to just know that where they are is just where they are. And the question is, based upon where they are, is it a place where you can not only just meet them there, but accept them for who they are, even if they don't show you anything else different? And if they're not able to, and you know that over time this could be damaging to you, then this way you got to step into a place of consciousness and choose very maturely and use your discernment. Like you guys have a lot of discernment, but sometimes we lose this discernment when it comes to relationships. And I'm gonna tell you something, if someone doesn't value you, don't take it personal. See, the problem is sometimes we take this stuff so personal, why they just don't see it. Listen, y'all, people, everybody's not gonna see your value. That's what you have to get. You have to know that everybody's not gonna see your value, but don't take it personal. You're not for everybody and that's okay. It's okay that you're not for everybody right like don't don't be like man something wrong with me no just be like you know what they don't see it and 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 respect it and walk away don't well i can convince them don't don't uh -uh. don't don't do that don't go into this place of thinking you can if, if i can convince this person that i'm good enough they'll see it nope don't do it because then that's when you put yourself in a position to get hurt um someone said nothing is wrong with you rejection is just redirection yeah sometimes we feel like we we, we tie that to our worth when they say they don't want us, we kind of connect that to our worth. And I'm going to tell you something, you could do anything, but it's not going to be enough for the person who isn't the person who's supposed to be in your life. Really, it doesn't matter what you do. You can give up everything. You can deplete your whole bank account. You know, you can sacrifice everything of yourself. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's not, it has really nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with where they are within themselves. They, they could have their own trauma. They could just be takers. I mean, we don't know. We can go on with a list of scenarios on why they could be doing what they're doing, but don't go down that rabbit hole of trying to figure it out. Just know that I'm not going to take this personal. And the more you lean into your discernment, the quicker you can make these decisions so you don't invest. Cause see, I'm gonna tell you something. When you start investing in a person, you want an ROI. And when you don't get that return, 
you start to, you know, feel resentful because you're like, I did all of this and I get nothing. I'm empty handed. And like, I think her name was Sharonda. You become depleted because you gave up everything. You even sacrifice your self-respect and your self-dignity. See, that's when we're, we're, that's, that's, that's when we cross in the line. But what happens is the more you invest, the more you expect an ROI. And when you don't get it, you become resentful. You want revenge. You want them to pay, pay you for everything that you poured into the relationship. And what happens is when you put five and 10 and 20 years in something like that, of course, you're going to feel some, you're going to probably be very bitter about it. And so the more we lean into our discernment and stop ignoring what we know to be very accurate, we can make these decisions a lot more quicker. Um, If you know this has been a blessing, make sure you share it. Okay. Um, I really appreciate you all tuning in. You all have a wonderful and amazing night. Get some rest and we will talk soon. (laughs) 